Kids at Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about chapter 37 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Beginning. Vaughn, this is the last chapter. It is. This is I know it's kind of crazy, isn't it? Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. We've already made it through the entirety of Goblet of Fire. Now we have the biggest books in the entire series to come. So, I think, actually, I think Order of the Phoenix is the biggest, biggest book in the entire series. Right? Let me go check. It's, like, right here. Okay. Yeah, Vaughn is grabbing her Order of the Phoenix book. And, uh, yeah, so it's kind of crazy that we're all the it way through It is the biggest book in the series. It is. You can verify. Yes. So, um, really quickly before we start, this is, like, very, very, very off topic, but this movie is on Netflix right now called Tick, Tick, Boom. And it's it's going to be on Netflix forever because it's, a, ne- Wait, what's it's it about? a Netflix movie. It's a musical. But the first song in it, 3090, is, like, amazing. I've been listening to it. Wait, why, it why, why are we talking about this on our Harry podcast? I just wanted to bring it up, just so people would go listen to the song, because it's so good. But, anyway. Um, yeah, so, Vaughn, what did you think about this chapter? Well, it was a pretty good chapter on my end. I liked it much more than others. And I have some very strong words to say about specific parts of the chapter. So you can look forward to that. Yeah, I, I saw one all caps part that Vaughn had. Um, so I'm very excited to get to that. And so um, hopefully that wasn't too loud on your guys' listening to this. But someone in our house just, I don't know, made a loud noise. I just so. dropped a massive plate on the counter. Also, if I sound like I'm lisping a lot, it is because I am, in fact, wearing my retainer, so hopefully you can get past that. Alright, first sentence of the chapter. When he looked back even a month later, Harry found he had only scattered memories of the next few days. Harry met with the Diggerys the next day who thanked him for returning Cedric's body. He offered them his winnings, and they told him to keep them. I would have at least, like, like, I wouldn't have offered my entire winnings. I would have offered, like, enough to pay for the funeral. For, like, a a big funeral. Exactly, me too. I would have paid for the entire thing. Do you think Hogwarts paid for the funeral? It wasn't Hogwarts' fault. That's true, but it did happen on Hogwarts ground. Do you think there's some sort of form that adults have to sign when they're like a waiver, like signing that Hogwarts? Yeah, like a waiver. Like if your kid dies by Lord Voldemort, it's It's not our fault. It's not our fault. You take the responsibility. In fact, in fact, it's your fault. In fact, we're gonna sue you. I'm sure that they'd have to sign something sort of like that going into Book Seven, because that's when it's for sure the Dark Lord is back. Um. Things are pretty going pretty bad, bad at Hogwarts, and you'd think people would, you know, like some children would die. Yeah, I, yeah. So, and you, there'd be a lot of lawsuits coming in from the parents of the children who passed Espe- away. Yeah, especially with Hogwarts. like uh, Colin Creevy getting petrified, almost petrified at least. 
You, you'd think there would be a Harry little more worry on the on behalf of their his parents. Mm-hmm. And Harry made so much money off of this tournament. Like, Harry is very, very rich. And what he does in this chapter when he gives it away is just very, I guess, admirable. Because it'd be hard to... I guess, like, for him, that money is associated with Cedric's death. So he wouldn't want to hold on to it. Yeah, so the person... He gives away the money in this chapter. If I were him, I would have given half the money to the people that Harry gave it away to in the chapter, and I would give in the other half to the Weasleys as a family. Because they clearly yeah. need it. Yeah, I agree. That that makes sense, because I didn't think about that. But, like, I feel like the Weasleys are so... They're so proud. They won't take any of Harry's money, and Harry's, like, loaded. Like, I get I, I, not I wanting to take money from a kid, but Harry should, like, have bought Ron proper dress robes. He should have bought... I don't know, Ginny, a set of, like, good books. The way you do it is you need to buy them all of the stuff preemptively, and then they can't refuse, or else it'll just be rude. Yeah, they cannot. Yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't think about that. Uh, Hermione and Ron told Harry that Dumbledore had spoken to the school and told them to leave Harry alone, which Harry was thankful for. So, basically, kids are, like, skirting around him in the corridor and, like, talking about him while, like, covering their mouths and whispering to their friends. And he's, like, good with this because normally it's not like that. Ron told Harry that his mom had met with Dumbledore, requesting that Harry go straight to the Weasleys' house rather than the Dursleys'. Dumbledore said that Harry should stay with the Dursleys at least at first, since there were, um, yeah, so why do you think Dumbledore wanted Harry to go to the Dursleys instead of straight to the Weasleys' house? Wait, why, why would Dumbledore want that? Yeah, because Dumbledore won't let Harry go straight to, to the Weasleys' house. He's making him go to the Dursleys first. Maybe because he wants, because the, if he just took him straight away from the Dursleys, then that's not really allowed right now in the Wizarding World. And I'm sure he knew that the Dursleys would object to it. So maybe he just needed more time to convince the why Dursleys. Why would the Dursleys, ob- why would, why would the Dursleys object to Harry never going back to their house? They don't, they don't like Harry being happy. That's true. That's why they locked him. Um, the, the, the same, it's the same reason they locked him in the room from going to the hog to Hogwarts over the summer, or whatever. That's true. Also, like I was thinking that Dumbledore probably wants Harry to have a break from the Wizarding World, like yeah. a break from dealing with everything and just kind of go into this environment where everyone hates him and he is the worst person in the world. You know, Definitely. just feel yeah. terrible at him. Dumbledore just really wants Harry to feel terrible about himself. Like, the worst Harry could have possibly feel, Dumbledore wants him to feel it, you know. Mm. So, since there were no more DADA lessons, the trio used their free time to visit Hagrid, which is bizarre to me that there are any lessons after this at all. Why weren't there any DADA lessons? Because Mad-Eye Moody, they realized he was an imposter. (laughs) But... Like, it's, it's just like I said, like, it's absurd that there are even lessons after the whole ordeal anyway. Why are they still having classes? Didn't they cancel exams because of the tournament? Uh, they only canceled exams for the uh, people participating in the tournament. 
did they immediately get A's? That would have been great. There's like, and they they wouldn't have canceled exams for everybody there. Then that'd just be like three days that they'd miss the entire school year. And I don't think that that just ruins your entire preparation for an exam. That's true. I don't know. I feel like they shouldn't have kept doing lessons after the graveyard battle, but I guess they did. So they went to his to Hagrid's hut on a Thursday and ate cookies with him. Hagrid said that he knew Voldemort was going to come back, which is just I hate when people do that. Like something happens and then someone's like, "I knew that was going to happen. I predicted Definitely. it." Definitely. It's like you, it was oh, me, it was only all in me. some situations. You know what? Only when I predict something is it okay for it to be said. But if anyone else predicts something, I don't believe them. You know? Definitely. Only I'm allowed to say. Yeah. I predicted that. that Here, Hagrid, you you predicted that. You were right all along. I predicted predicted (laughs) that you would just say that. Okay. Every word that I've said, you predicted. I'm predicting this right now. Got it, got it. And I Hagrid said Dumbledore told him Stretch your arm out, okay. <laughs> Hagrid said Dumbledore told him what Harry had done and that he had done exactly what his father would have done, which is what had done in that sentence. But essentially Hagrid's like, Harry, you did so good. You would have done exactly what James had done, which what? I don't like There's that so Hagrid much I... compares Harry. <laughs> This is confusing me. The amount of duns that are involved in your in the, in these notes. James had Hagrid done. What else? James had done. Wait, what his father Hagrid had done? Said Dumbledore told him what Harry, that he had done exactly what his father would have done. No, the idea is that Hagrid Wait. is saying, "Good job, Harry. You did in the maze exactly what James, Wait, your father, we could have just shortened this done. line. We could have just shortened this line. Hagrid said Dumbledore told him what Harry had done. You, you, look, I can show you how to shorten that. Line. <laughs> Vaughn's, Vaughn's editing my notes right now actively. Like that's you could have shortened it and make it so much more easier but dumbledore dumbledore didn't say that harry had done exactly what james would have done hagrid said that well then why did you include the dumbledore i I don't understand (laughs) because i'm saying that hagrid said dumbledore told hagrid what harry what harry had done in the maze (laughs) I'm sorry, sometimes it's really hard to tag someone. (laughs) Yeah, that works. Daisy. So, new new and improved sentence. Hagrid said that Harry had done what was exactly what his father would have done. So there is some some improvement that needs to be made there. But, like I said, I don't really like that Hagrid goes in and is, like, comparing Harry to his father. Because his father never had to face an issue like this. I guess he did when he died, but Yeah, James you know just I gotta mean. go just gotta to go around bullying children in the school. Harry asked what Hagrid had, had been asked to do over the summer. Hagrid said that he couldn't say, but he thought that Madame Maxime would be coming with him, which is bold. So obviously we know that Madame Maxime is a giant. She's a half giant. And so was Hagrid. Right? Yes. Everyone knows this. And I think so, I think she's Madame just Maxine, trying to hide the fact that she's a half giant. 
and if she clearly is oh, yeah. so resistant if she's so resistant to being called a giant how was she accepting to go with hagrid because they're going to yeah they're spoilers, going to so they're going yeah they're going to have a treaty going with to with giants and it's basically already foreshadowed um in the last chapter that Hagrid and Maxine would be going to the Giants because first of all, yeah, he tells Hagrid to bring him Maxine because they would have an assignment together. And when he's talking to Fudge, he tells him to make a treaty with the Giants. It's not that big a spoiler. They go so they go to yeah. make a treaty with the Giants. Why would he send Maxine with him if he, he, she wasn't a half giant? I think no, she is though. But I'm just wondering how is she coming to accept that she's a half giant now when earlier she wasn't willing to accept it. I no. don't really understand what's going on. I think on. she was just trying to hide it from Hagrid. Or from everybody. Because you don't want that getting out. That's true. Yeah, I guess so. The night before they left Hogwarts, the trio packed their trunks and headed to the Great Hall. There were black drapes hanging in respect for Cedric. The usual staff was at the head table, along with the real Mad-Eye Moody. Why? <laughs> Like, what? why would he want to come back to the place where he I was mean, literally it, for, like, oh, for almost a year? He was living... No, Vaughn. Vaughn. For ha- almost a whole year, he was literally living in a trunk. That is, yes. like, human... I don't know, like, abuse. That, he was literally living in a cage He's for, like, fine. eight months. He'll get over it straight away. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. It's just no, no. Phase. It's just it's, it's just, just the backup. Phase. It's just the backup guy. He was he was also taking Polly's potion. He's just another Death Eater. You know. Uh, He's fine. Oh, okay. He was just a stunt double. Yeah. Got it. Got it. A so, no a stunt a yeah. stunt triple. A stunt triple. Okay. Got it. Every um. Okay. Wait. Harry wondered where Karkaroff Car- had gone to hide. Do we know where Karkaroff went to hide? I guess I think the best idea for Kirkcroft to hide would be in his own school. Like you'd you you you'd have like your entire school full of dark magic trained students to defend you. That's true, and he could force his students to form an army. But you think they would try to fight for their school? They would come, but you think they'd try to fight for their school? No, he would just he would cast the Imperious Court curse over everyone in the entire castle uh essentially form an form an army of uh uh mindless corpses and wait um, corpses did you kill them too you know like in fury you know like in fury like those but they actually aren't dead but they might as well be because they're so mindless when they're uh, you you could just apparate to antarctica an idea. That's true. But I think you, you have to be able to picture somewhere you've been. You right? have to have been there? I don't know. I don't really think you can um, just picture Antarctica in your mind and teleport there. Because what if that exact place in Antarctica doesn't exist? What if... Get this. He went to the moon. <laughs> I want to know how operation no, works no, no, no. so we can know if he could go to the moon. Okay, okay first of all, he, he could see the moon from here, right? He could see the moon. Yeah. <laughs> what Picture yeah. one night, then go to that exact same spot. First, you, first of all, you gotta go to NASA. You're a wizard. You can easily just go and steal a ton of NASA gear, suit up, operate. 
to the moon. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So what if, so you know Despicable Me? You know how Vector gets trapped on the moon? <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to be like, he could, shrink, he could shrink the moon with his wand. I, I don't he know could, what the limits of a could. wand. Uh, the item, wait, what are the limits of the item's size? Like, how, how big can it be that with the thing you're shrinking? I have no like, idea. What if you just constantly no shrunk idea. the earth? And can you shrink people? I don't know. I don't know. Can you? Can what, you shrink what do you specific? Think? Can you shrink specific parts of the body, or do you have to shrink the entire part of the body? I don't know. That's that's very interesting. You, See, this is why we need. So, now, if you shrink, if you shrunk theory. the sun, if you shrunk the sun, can you theoretically kill every person on the planet? If you grow the sun, could, could you, you theoretically shrink? Fun, kill every person fun. On the planet? Could you, <laughs> could you shrink the Earth, the planet itself? And then everything on planet Earth is just floating in space. Okay, now, I think my theory is that there's so many parts of Earth that the thing you're shrinking wouldn't be the entire planet as a whole. What would you shrink? Just, like, like this one sort of... Now, here's how it works, Vaughn. That this outside hard to... part shrinks. Like, how does and it work? And in its is shrinking, it, it shrinks... It goes like that. Is it just like the inside of it? Is it like now? Does what does what shrinks like an object or like the sub the one that one substance in that oh, one like true. sort of cluster? That's true. I don't know. Good question. So like, on. say you say you shrunk this this drink I have here. Now would it shrink just the plastic or the liquid inside as well? I think the whole thing. It would shrink everything. Unless you specifically said shrinkio, because I forgot the name, plastique. Shrinkio. Not... <laughs> shrinkio yeah, plastic. I know how to say plastic. It's Italian. That was a joke. Yeah, it's Italian, plastique. Like, fragile. Um, okay, I think this this might be getting a little too theoretical. We've been going on this rant for yeah, maybe we should a move few on. minutes. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should move on. So, Dumbledore stood. He asked everyone to stand and raise their glasses to Cedric Diggory. Everyone repeated Cedric Diggory's name back. Harry could see Cho crying through the crowd. Dumbledore said that Cedric exemplified the traits of Hufflepuff House and that his death affected everyone at the school. Because of this, everyone deserved to know how he had died. Dumbledore, and Dumbledore announced to the hall that Cedric had been murdered by Lord Voldemort. People gasped and stared wide-eyed at him. Vaughn, have you seen the entirety of a very Potter musical? No, I haven't even seen. I've ver- seen very little. Like maybe okay, the first. I know Cedric is in it, but it. Cedric is in it, but I can't remember if he dies. So that's why I was wondering. But I don't know. I guess we'll see when we decide to do an analysis on that. Which. I don't know when the perfect time to do an analysis on on this, you know, on Harry Potter musical would be. I guess it probably would have been this book because that play is, like, heavily influenced by the events of Goblet of Fire. So, I guess we missed our chance. I don't, I don't know. He said that Harry Potter was able to escape from Voldemort and return Cedric's body, which, why did Dumbledore tell the entire hall what happened? Like, do you think this is even like, reasonable? Yeah, for him to tell. True. 
But because, well, they did, I know it's a little bit more dramatic, but say something, somehow, like a student died at school, they choked to death. Do you think okay. the principal would come out and announce that that person had died or how they died? Well, I think it's a little bit different because in this situation, it's like this this very big, like famous evil guy killed him. It's not like he just choked on a piece of ham. And Dumbledore was like, he choked on a piece of ham. I'm not saying he choked on a piece of ham. I, he was choking on some chicken nuggets. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't. This is a bigger principal. deal than you think. <laughs> I still don't These know if the valuable chicken nuggets in his throat. No, no, no. Fun, listen. They need to be salvaged. Like, no, listen. The principal comes out at lunch and he's like, "I just want to tell everyone that that uh that Mister Cedric Diggory has died. He unfortunately choked on chicken nuggets." <laughs> Yesterday, yesterday at lunch, and, and uh, I just want to announce to everyone that one student named I don't I don't want to name drop here, but Harry Potter was instrumental in his death. He reported the death to the front office, and uh, he, no, he was he was found no he was found on he was found <laughs> next to the body in the very back of the school, a very secluded area, but. But, like, there was blood all over his hands. Like, I don't know what that was about. I think it was ketchup. Probably from all the nuggies. There was ketchup everywhere. But the principal's like, the principal's like, Harry Potter was able to just successfully drag Cedric Diggory's body out of the cafeteria all the way to the back of the school. We don't know quite. We don't know quite why he did it, but he did. He's a hero for, for that. We we Thank toast you, for that. <laughs> and thanks to our janitor for cleaning up all that ketchup. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> we're, we're we're already like twenty minutes in, and we haven't even finished with Daisy's half of the notes. I know, but like seriously. <laughs> that and I'm sorry. I'm j- I'm wait. I'm laughing way too much at her own jokes. I don't. Yeah, we'll we'll move on now. Um, where are we? Oh yeah. So everyone except for many Slytherins stood and drank to Harry Potter, the boy who was found with ketchup on his hands. Dumbledore said that every guest in the hall was welcome back to Hogwarts, and that they were only as strong as they were united. He told the hall that when it came to choose. When it came time to choose between what is right and what is easy, remember a boy who was good, kind, and brave. Remember Cedric Diggory. This part is so, like, his speech in this part is extremely good. There's so many quotable lines. It's very good. Yeah. I think. The trio stood um, in the entrance hall the next day with their trunks. Fleur ran to them and held her hand out to Harry. She said she wished wished to see him again soon and ooh, yeah (laughs) she said she was gonna try to get a job in i guess in england because she wanted to improve her english which i don't really know why she says this and even ron is like actually your english is pretty good because her english is pretty good i don't you know 
Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Like, yeah, just spend more time around English people. And you'd probably be able to improve even more. You're like, you're still pretty good at English. Yeah, I guess so. And then she, the only thing that she does do is, like, she says Z, you know? Like, I guess, I don't think French people do that. It's, but it's maybe just, it's just part accent. of the accent. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Oh, Fleur left them, and Ron said that he wondered how Durmstrang would be leaving if Karkaroff had steered the ship. Crumb said behind them. So Crumb is, this is a little creepy. Crumb is lurking behind them and overhears Oh, hey guys, I'm here too. And, oh, here, hey guys. Actually, Karkaroff didn't steer. He stayed in his cabin and let us do the work. Well, yeah, there there, there a are a lot of, of strapping young lads that can handle it for themselves. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so... Crumb asked to talk to Hermione. Ooh. I wonder what she's they're talking about. What do you think they're talking about? Uh, visits. Yeah, that, that is a possibility, yeah. And Ron and Hermione waited for the next few minutes until they returned. Crumb told... Crumb, sorry, my, my earbuds just, like, said battery low in my ear, and that was kind of creepy, but it's okay. Crumb told Harry that he liked Diggory because he was always polite even though he was from Durmstrang. Which is, I'm not saying he was from Durmstrang as in Cedric was, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying Crumb was from Durmstrang, yeah. Crumb shook their hands and started to walk away when Ron yelled asking for his autograph. I just heard battery low again and it's like, yeah, I got it the first time. It's okay though. So Ron signed a piece of parchment for Ron when Ron asked Cr- for his Ron autograph. signed a piece of parchment for Ron. Daisy. Did I say that? Did you I said Ron? Ron? No, I think I said Crumb. Crumb. It's okay. Like, we're finally on to Vaughn's notes. The trio found a compartment on the train, and Hermione, <laughs> took out a, and Hermione took out a copy of the Daily Prophet, and when Harry tried to look at it, Harry, Hermione said that it didn't include anything about Cedric's death. They asked why, and she said that she had found out that she, that, oh, I didn't, I just, but she, uh, they asked why, and she said that she had found out that Rita Skeeter was spying on people in Hogwarts when she I'm was so confused. How do, I'm so confused. How does, such, how does Rita not being able to report on it affect it not being in the paper? Like, how would only Rita know? Other people would know at this point. No, the uh, the press wasn't allowed on the grounds. Rita was like, I know the only one that, that yeah. They, they but were like, someone would have written to their parents. Someone would have written to their parents. Yeah, but not in time for it to get, to get out Maybe. like that. But and they're the, not just okay, gonna. They're just not. No, they're not. They're not just gonna take a tip from this random guy. The timing of this makes no sense because, and the like. They're all talking about how they they have lessons and how like they they don't have DADA lessons anymore, so they go to Hagrid's hut. Like, what are how long are what is the timeline? I'm so confused. Okay. All right, fine. Um, okay. Uh, asked, okay. She said that she was an uh she said that Rita Skeeter was an unregistered beetle in Amagus and proceeded to take a jar from her bag, which contained a large beetle. Her money's terrible. She literally has Rita Skeeter and her beetle form inside of the jar. And she said she also put an unbreakable charm on it. So if she tries to change into a human, she's going to get squished like a pancake into the shape of a jar. (laughs) An extremely dense 
ball <laughs> of flesh. That's what Rita will become if she tries to change back. There's is no that... escaping. <laughs> and how would she is fed Rita? What, what do beetles do? Is that, is, that, is that possible, Vine? She's, she put an unbreakable charm on it, so she can't break out. I know, but, like, do you think it's possible for someone to be transformed wait, into, like, a pancake? Also, wait, one thing. If you're an, an, an animagus form, can you operate? I don't think you can. They're on the train. Hmm. Weird. Um, she said that she had been talking to the Slytherins in beetle form, and it was a beetle on a statue when she overheard Hagrid speaking with Maxine. How how can they hear her? How can beetles talk? They don't talk. What? No, 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 no. Hermione yeah, she, said that Rita had been talking to the Slytherins in beetle form. In beetle form. Yes. Yeah. How do beetles oh. talk? It, I think it's like. Sort oh of well, let me explain. <laughs> it's magic, Daisy. <laughs> you don't need to. We don't need to have an explanation. Hermione also okay, told her not to okay. write. Hermione also told Rita not to write for an entire year, or she would tell everybody. Malfoy entered and told Harry that he wow. picked the wrong side, and that with Voldemort back, the Mudbloods would go first. Just then, a bit of white- That is very cryptic and terrifying. What? Oh, yeah. Just, just That's very cryptic. Like, you picked the wrong side, buddy. Pretty ominous. Just yeah. then, a bang of light went off in the apartment, and Malfoy was laying on the floor unconscious. They had all used a hex on Malfoy at the same time, and, it, and his friend- uh, they had all used a hex at the same time on Malfoy and his friends, including Fred George, and George from behind, who had just stepped in. I like how Fred and George just, like, did that. They were like, these like, guys are in the wrong yeah, they're compartment. Like, hex. No, no, no they, they saw them, like, walking around, like, these guys are being in trouble, and they followed them. Um, they played yeah. games until Harry asked who Fred and George were blackmailing, and they said Bagman. They said that he refused to pay them their money and owed them from debt the debts. But he couldn't, uh, yeah, but he couldn't because the goblins had taken all his money for debts he owed them. They arrived at the station and gave Fred and, oh, they arrived at the station and Harry gave Fred and George the thousand galleons. They tried refusing, but Harry gave it to them and told them to start their joke shop. Which is Vernon like a dream wa- come true. They probably thought yeah. they would never be able to start that joke shop. Vernon was waiting for him, and when he said goodbye to Her- Hermione and Ron, Hermione kissed him on the cheek. Even J.K. set up a Harry plus Hermione romance. Do you really think she would have kissed Ron on the cheek, too? You cannot um, say that she would have done the same for Ron. Okay, Vaughn, Vaughn, you have to think about this, though. You have to think about this. Your best friend is a girl, okay? You have a boy best friend and a girl best friend. This is you, not me. <laughs> Stop making faces. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Vaughn's making faces and it's, it's a little... <laughs> okay, what? Keep going, keep going. Okay, okay, listen, listen, Vaughn. Go on. Think about what Harry just went through. Harry just watched someone die. He just watched someone die. Voldemort has been resurrected. The man that killed his parents has been resurrected. Like, he had a really rough year. So obviously his friend's gonna kiss him on the cheek to show him how much And that's not the purpose of it. That wasn't the purpose of it at all. They were fun. What Harry was the purpose, Vaughn? They, they were in the compartment having a good time. They were fine. It's not like Harry she was just sad. Wanted to say bye. Yeah, he was. Would she have done the same for Ron? Tell me. Vaughn, he's going to be sad for the rest of his whole life. 
Vaughn, Vaughn, he's going to be sad for the rest of his life, and Goblet and Order of the Phoenix <laughs> is evidence she, of that. He's going to be sad for the rest of his life. She does not know that. Hermione does not know the future. It doesn't matter what Hermione knows. It's not, she doesn't kiss him because of <laughs> sadness. And you cannot say that she would have done the same for Ron, because you know she wouldn't have. Probably not. Ron's terrible. She should never have married Ron. <laughs> I don't think she should have married Harry either. <laughs> Alright, guys, I really wish you could see the faces Vaughn is making right now, because I'm just this laughing is, with this that. Is, comment, I, I, but... This is insane. JK, yeah. even JK wanted it to happen. Yeah, Wait, did she probably did. JK want? She even said that Harry and Hermione were better fit than Ron and Hermione. I I don't not agree. I agree completely. Okay, which is final sentence. Fine. Yeah. Um. Final sentence. As Hagrid had said, what would come would come, and he would have to meet it when he did. We finished Goblet of Fire. This is insane. That book was so good, huh, Vaughn? It was. It was pretty good. I really like Goblet of Fire. It's just, okay, I have to be honest. So, like, when we were ending Prisoner of Azkaban, I was like, like, when is this going to be over, you know? Yeah. I I think you were like that, too. It's a lot like that with the movie, too. You're like, oh my gosh, when is this going to be over? in this book. No, I didn't get that with this book. I didn't either. So. I'm very excited to be moving on to Order of the Phoenix. So, yeah. We're going to take a two-second break, and we'll move on to our analysis. I love magic. In case you haven't read the Harry Potter books yet, I want to give a quick spoiler warning so that you can go ahead and do that and come back when you have. And we'll see you then. Welcome back. So now we are going to be talking a bit about Cedric Diggory. Him as a character, what do we think of him, just everything about Cedric Diggory. So Vaughn, why don't we first talk about his character and like what he kind of adds to the story Um, as a person? He's basically, okay, in the story, he's literally just a sacrifice. Okay. As, as, as like, a plot element, but he, he really adds to the story. He's, like, the first kill of Voldemort's new... Oh, that's true, yeah. And it, I, I guess it sort of, um, shows the, the cost of Voldemort's new resurrection. Yeah, and it shows, like, a turning point for Harry. It, it's, like, the very... Even before, like, the moments before Voldemort was even resurrected, he was, a person was killed. Yeah. It's the first thing we see where Harry is literally seeing someone die. Yeah. Well, except for when he sees his parents die, but that's kind of a bit iffy. And when he kills Quirrell himself. Yeah, it's true. If you want to think about it like that. (laughs) And And, so you know how you know how to see Thestrals, you need to see death? Mm Mm-hmm. What if you just squashed an ant? I think it's human death. I what don't about like a dog? I, I don't know. Wait, <laughs> wait, can you make your dog magical? 
could you? I don't know. Okay, say there was a wizarding war. Like, an actual, like, massive full-scale war. What if you just took an elephant and attached it head-to-toe with wands? Okay. I still don't think that would do anything. And then everywhere. I don't, I don't think that I, I don't, would do I'm anything. having some weird theories today. Yeah, you are. You are. Let's move on. But yeah, so Cedric was also the first Hufflepuff that we ever saw have a Actually, major role. Yeah. I think he was we probably got, the only one. We got a little Ernie Macmillan. We got a little Justin Finch Fletchley um, action. But Cedric Diggory is really the first big Hufflepuff representation. Because he was picked for the Goblet of, from the Goblet of Fire, you know, like he got to represent Hogwarts along yeah. with those Gryffindor show-offs. But um, yeah, so Cedric is the first main Hufflepuff, and then after Cedric, we only have like what Tonks, right? Is she a Hufflepuff? I thought she was Ravenclaw. No, she's Hufflepuff. Wait. Tonks. Come on, she's Hufflepuff. How do you not know? I'm this? just checking. It's 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 not solidified in my brain. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but basically your only options. Oh wait, no, and new. So your only options though, if you don't want to watch Fantastic Beasts for a Hufflepuff to like, are Cedric and Tonks. And neither are very big characters. You know? Not really. Tonks is is barely featured. Yeah. Like, maybe like a few scenes. I think she actually deserved more screen time or book time or whatever you want to call it. Uh Uh-huh. But she was not featured that much. And then we got... Like, maybe more plot development? I mean, definitely this this situation is so much worse for Ravenclaws. But, like, Luna was way more main character than Tonks or Cedric were. Yeah. And then there was also Cho, I believe. Oh, Cho, yeah. But, like, who's gonna go and say that Cho was their favorite character? Wait, um, Ravenclaw. I guess characters. if you're a Ravenclaw, your thinking's are not that I think was also great. a Ravenclaw. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Rowena, um, Flitwick is also, of course, you can't, you can't, you've got, you've got to remember Flitwick. He's obviously the best character. Obviously, yeah. Who, who's favorite uh, um, character? Moaning Myrtle was a Ravenclaw. Favorite character, right there. Okay, yeah. Um... Hogwarts Houses was also in Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. I don't know why, but that was one Hogwarts. of the results. <laughs> okay. Wait, That's who's... Really random, but... I don't know half of these characters. Like, now she's showing video game characters. Yeah. Chester Davies. Okay. Probably from Hogwarts Mystery. Millicent Bagnold. I, I, I think that's the canon. Ravenclaw version of Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. So, definitely, he's, you know, he's an alright character, but I think, I obviously didn't cry reading it this time, because, like, I feel like when we're taking notes for the podcast, we're not reading the chapter as in-depth as we would if we were just reading the book for, like, our own enjoyment, you know? Yeah. But I think this is the first time I, like, cried when I read the series. And it was I don't at think his I funeral. Ever... I don't think I ever did cry in Goblet of Fire, but I think I did 
cry, I think maybe when I read about Dobby's death or Fred's Dobby's death. Dobby's death is on, definitely like the hardest to get through. But like, yeah, for sure, that's a, um, yeah, that was the funeral is pretty rough. Just like when you realize the implications, like this, he he was only seventeen when he died, and he clearly had like know, right? a lot of life left. He was probably going to go like, on to do family pre- that still loved him. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of good friends. And then obviously Cho, like he, like, he could have been something big later on in the Wizarding World. He could have cured cancer. He could have been an or. He could have been like a St. Mungo's hospital director. He could have been he could have been the Minister of Magic. Yeah. But no, he died when he was seventeen because of Voldemort. He could have been a dark wizard. Just think of the possibilities. <laughs> That's true, he could have been a dark wizard. He could have been enlisted by Voldemort. And turned into He could have been a terrible guy. person. Just think of the life no, he had ahead there of are no, There are no Hufflepuff Death Eaters as far as we know. Hmm. Hufflepuffs Shenzhou. would never. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think about, like, having Cedric as a favorite character? I do not have him as a favorite character. I what mean, do I don't. I, I think it's fine to what have him as a favorite character. It's pretty decent. What can you what learn you about his, from? What can you learn from his character? What lessons does Cedric Diggory, the man, the myth, the legend, teach us? Do you have these written down somewhere? What, do you have these questions written down somewhere? Or you're taking <laughs> no, them I don't. Head? I don't. I legitimately don't. Mister Diggory could probably teach us how to be. I mean. I'm an English teacher now. How to be in, how to be rude but nice at the same the same amount of times. I I agree. Okay, that's funny. I, I'm glad you brought that up because he's an, he's like annoying but also n- nice at the same time. At, like in multiple situations, so like balances each other out. Yeah, and then like the whole thing with the because aren't Hufflepuffs wearing those badges too that say like. Potter stinks. Like, aren't Hufflepuffs? I think that's only in movies. I think that's only in movies. No, but those badges are in the books. Really? Go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's been a while. Apologize. It's been a while. But I don't know if Hufflepuffs were wearing them in the book or just in the movies. But I think they were wearing them in the book. And I don't. Do you think he like orchestrated that? I'm sure not, but, like, when Harry's trying to talk to him about, like, giving him a tip, he comes over and he's, like, being, still being, like, rude about it, Mm -hmm. like, about Harry just even being in the tournament, but then he's nice about it after Harry tells him, and then he goes and returns the favor. Yeah, I think, like, if you're Cedric, if you're in Cedric's situation, you're gonna be mad no matter what, because his glory has kind of been taken away. Yeah, from the boy he lived. Exactly, and Harry is, like, way more popular, way more people know who Harry is. Like, the entire school, probably there's no one in the entire school who hasn't, doesn't know who Harry is. Yeah, just, like, imagine in your school, like, you're not, you're the, you're the most unpopular loser there is. And this is your finally, this is finally your big break to prove yourself to the school, show your worth to everybody, and you'll be the most popular kid in the school afterwards. Bam, some other, the most popular kid in school decides to come steal your glory. Bam. You're still a loser. I think you you just made up I think you just made up the plot of a new coming of age movie. So 
I think we should get on. Okay, okay. Netflix. Netflix. I know you. Uh, Netflix. I know you'll greenlight anything. Just contact me. And I'll tell you the script. <laughs> I have a hundred dad jokes ready for the for you for the script. Yeah. So yeah. So Cedric is obviously. I don't. There's not a lot to say about him, but you know. He's pretty cool. He's a pretty stand-up guy. So I do have an article here so I can kind of guide the conversation a little bit more in case there's anything we didn't cover. So apparently he wasn't just a pretty face, according to wizardingworld.com. He, you know, he there was stuff under that pretty face. You know, if you just ripped the skin off of his face, you would see more. You would see flesh. He'd be a pretty ugly boy. (laughs) He would be. Because underneath... Cedric is ugly. He's you'd see flesh, you'd see teeth. Yeah, um, you'd see maybe so, bones, probably bones. Yes, even yes. possibly a brain if he has no if he has no skull. Yeah, so you never know. You don't know what you would see because he he is probably a mess under that pretty hair. Oh, I'm just kidding. just kidding, but then we have champions together. So I guess he like embraced being a champion with Harry. He stood up to his father for being mean to Harry and, you know, he was nice. He was a nice boy. You know? Which, very like you said, he was, like, rude without being rude. No, he was rude with being rude. But he was also nice at the same time (laughs) to the point where the niceness and the rudeness balanced each other out. Like, he was nice on the same number of occasions as he was rude. But he was also nice with being nice, so that feels good too, you know. Like Harry, yeah, like, like multiple probably... times in the maze, I think he like he like sort of backstabbed Harry. I think. Yeah. Like in a way that benefited himself, but yeah, I think in the end he's nice about it, and that sort of makes up for it. Vaughn, what are you doing with your mic? Nothing. 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 Okay. Yeah. So definitely. We don't have a load to say, but he was a pretty stand-up guy. I could see having him as a favorite character, but I feel like if he's your favorite character, there's probably something influencing that. Like, maybe you have a crush on Cedric Diggory. Probably, because he's I, only around for a single book. Half the time yeah, he's just Yeah, so you definitely, you definitely get to know his character very well, enough to make an accurate judgment about whether or not you should like him. But... He's just the popular strapping young lad. He's, he's also just a popular boy. He's not like every else. He's like else. the jock. He's like you the know, jock. Vaughn, Vaughn, such a degree. Vaughn, such a degree isn't like everyone else. He's he's not like other quirky. boys. He's different. He is nice. He he's has not like other Hufflepuffs. He's not like other Hufflepuffs. No, he's he's a he has a he's personality. He's the perfect boy. The perfect boy. Yeah. So we have a Cedric Diggory quiz we're going to take here. It's essentially just random questions about Cedric. Ooh. So, can we do, are you ready for this remember one? Remember him. Yep. Average score of 7 out of 10. Hmm. Did you seriously already take the... <laughs> no. No, average score of 7 out of 10. Oh, okay, dang. I like out of everybody that. that's taken this. What was the color 13, of Cedric's 13,000 people. Oh, okay. What was the color of Cedric's eyes? I think they were hazel. You tell me. Okay, I guess. I I think it's hazel. I'll go with you. Wait, no, that's wrong. Hazel. No, no, it's hazel. Never mind. 
Yeah, two. I don't know. So, uh, Cho Chang was Cedric's girlfriend. To which house did she belong? That's obviously Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Like, do we need to even? Which of Voldemort's followers killed Cedric? Wormtail. Wormtail. How was the average? Seven out of ten. Okay. Okay. What, what, what was is the name? The name? Cedric's Cedric's father. father. Amos yeah. Diggory. Amos Diggory. That's Anthony Diggory. Andrew Diggory. Wait, wait. Craig Which of the Diggory. professors knew Cedric best according to Dumbledore? Oh, we've done this. We we just talked about this a few chapters ago. Sprout. It's Professor Sprout. He's, yeah. They were talking about uh, head like, of house. Yeah. But I still don't know how that means she would know him that well because there are like you know a good few hundred kids that she does. Have but they to, probably like, spend the most time like around. Uh, Cedric sure. and Cho once once went to a tea shop together. What is it called? Not Madame the three broomsticks. Madame Purimifoots. What is Poodifoots. it? Poodifoots. You yeah. sure? Mm-hmm. We can get a hint. I'm one hundred percent. Okay. Which of the champions? Champion- oh, sorry, you read it, Vaughn. Which of the champions chosen by the Goblet of Fire using an unforgivable curse on Cedric? That was Victor Crumb. Which of these creatures did Harry save Cedric from in the third task? I Ooh, think it was a Vaughan. giant spider. You think so? Okay. Yeah. Cedric helped Harry with the egg. True. True or false? True. Okay. How many points? How many Cedric? Ooh, 50. Wait, how many? He got, he got uh, 50. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Harry was awarded 47. Dang. We got two wrong. So we got eight out of ten. His eyes were gray. I knew. Gray oh eyes. I've never I knew gray it. Eyes. I knew you were wrong, Vaughn. You kidding. never said it was gray. I'm kidding. That was a joke. It was, it was 47 points. It was 47, yeah. Well, we did better than most. I like how Floor got 25 just for being there. Like, she didn't do anything. She just got the points. I got in the water, and it was so cold. Then I climbed out. I got I got half the points. That's like getting a D on an assignment you didn't even do. I, I got in the water, and it was so cold. That's getting a D on an assignment you didn't do. You should... Beautiful, beautiful. Vaughn, actually, so what we're going to do is we're going to take the other Cedric Diggory quiz, but I'm gonna read you the questions and options. Okay. And, because Vaughn can't access the quiz for some reason, so I'm gonna read the questions and options and Vaughn's gonna help me pick the right answer, okay? Yeah. And there's ten. Got it, Vaughn? Yeah. Alright, in Goblet of Fire, what is the password to the prefix bathroom? And if I... you can get it without me having to give you the options, that would be cool. Um... I think I know this. I know this. It's... it's actually, like, I feel like you should. Like, I probably wouldn't know it, but you're the very good at remembering. Is, um, this is, I know this. It's on the tip of my tongue. Okay, do you want the options? This is This is so easy. Yeah, give me it's the not options. Even, the options make it so easy. Okay, it's Mermaid, <laughs> Great Lake, Golden Egg, or Pine Fresh. Pine Fresh. Yeah. What are these options? Those are terrible. I thought this was supposed to be a challenge quiz. According to the sorting hat, where is Helga Hufflepuff from? Maybe you spoke a little bit too early, Vaughn. Hufflepuff from... Just think about it. Hufflepuff from... Hufflepuff? Helga Hufflepuff. I'll tell you the options, because... Yeah, I I don't know that. Hufflepuff from Fen. Hufflepuff from Wildmoor. Hufflepuff from Glen, 
or Hufflepuff from Valley Broad? Come on, Vaughn. Glenn? Go on. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like- Oh my gosh, wait! I was wrong! What? Who's from Glenn? Hold on. I don't know. Which house head is from Glenn? Um, it's not giving me Harry Potter options, so I'm just not gonna look that up. I think it's, like, Ravenclaw, though. What is the name of the charm that allows you to breathe underwater? What do you think, Vaughn? I, I think don't know. Lord Read me the options. It. Swimming charm, gillyweed charm, the gill-bearing charm, or bubblehead charm? The bubblehead charm. I doubt it had, like, some specific name, like, they used to cast it, but... Yeah. What color are the Hufflepuff Quidditch team uniforms? Why is this even a question? It's yellow and black. Why would it be anything else? Yeah, it is. How many Hogwarts prefects are assigned to each Hogwarts house? Two. Two. Yep. Who was the first champion to be called by the Goblet of Fire? Fleur? Yeah? Uh, just let me do a quick Google search. No, don't look it up! Um, let's just go with, uh, Cedric first. No, actually, Victor. You were right, it's Victor. Which animal represents Hufflepuff House? Why is this a question? It's like they were trying to give half easy and half hard questions. In Quidditch, how many points do you get if you catch the snitch? 150. Yep. What house is Cho Chang in? Ravenclaw. Why do they keep asking this? And finally, who wrote the very good book, Quidditch Through the Ages? Can you- We own this book. Vaughn gets up and checks his bookshelf. Hold on. We gotta stall now, because Vaughn's up. Okay. Vaughn, what is it? Kennelworthy Wisp. Kennelworthy Wisp. You are correct, because you looked. But also, I knew that without even, you know, because I'm... I also can see the options, so maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm a little... Okay, so we got 8 out of 10, which is result. Bo Chuckle. You're laughing with results this good. No need for Felix Felices. So yeah, that was our episode on Cedric. Hopefully that was good. Hopefully you, I don't know, we express the feelings that you have about Cedric. Maybe. Right? So you can email us at insidehogwarts.com or <laughs> you can email us at insidehogwartspod at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode. Uh, you can go to our website, insidehogwarts.com. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, of course. It helps our podcast grow. Get more viewers. Thank you for yep. that. In advance. And uh, make sure you go watch the second trailer for Fantastic Beasts, the Crimes of, or the Secrets of Dumbledore. And we'll see you guys next week for our movie, book comparison. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.